There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Just when you thought the blowouts were a thing of the past in the NBA playoffs, uh uh-uh, not so fast, my friend. The Phoenix Suns 
put that theory to rest last night, demolishing the Denver Nuggets. We dive into that and so much more. College football's playoff looks to be expanding and the biggest myth that there is in the NBA. Today's Doug Gottlieb show brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSC six-blade razor is perfect for an extra close, precise shave. Get one now at a store near you or as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. Ryan Hollins with the quick turnaround was in last night on Fox Sports Radio on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon as he and Mike were hanging out during the Suns-Nuggets game, a game that ended 123-98 to in favor of the Phoenix Suns who go up 2-0 in the best of seven series. So now you've had kind of 12 hours to digest this, this game, Ryan. Looking back at last night, what surprised you the most? Was it the efficiency of Chris Paul, the dominance of the Suns, uh, the lack of dominance from the Denver Nuggets? Now that you've digested and the Suns are up 2-0, what is your takeaway from what we saw Wednesday night? I thought this was going to be a seven-game series. I, I did not think that the discrepancy between the Nuggets and the Suns was this far away. Now, granted... I didn't think the Suns would beat the Lakers, <laughs> even without Anthony Davis. But the fact that they are putting paws, they're putting paws on the Nuggets. And normally when a guy gets crowned with the MVP award, you feel good, you're excited, you're pumped up. And what did, what did Coach Mike Malone say? I played for Coach Mike Malone. Looked like one team wanted to be here, one team didn't want to be here. There's a certain energy, Dan. And I'm looking at with the Suns that I'm vibing with. I, like, like you got to vibe. It looks like they're excited to play. They want to be there. They've got championship aspirations. If I'm sitting in Chris Paul's shoes, and I'm Chris Paul, Dan, I played with Chris Paul. Your later years in the league, you know tomorrow ain't promised. He, he's doing everything he can. <laughs> To get a championship. Dan, am I crazy for feeling this way? No, but he had a plus 26 last night. His plus minus. He was 26 (laughs) points better than the Denver Nuggets when Chris Paul was on the floor. 17 points, 15 assists. This was Chris Paul after last night's 25-point demolition of the Denver Nuggets to put Phoenix up two games to none. I feel good. I feel really good. You know, I missed some easy ones early or whatnot, but with the way that we play, the ball's going to find you. we got so many great shooters on our team and guys that can not only shoot it, they can put it on the floor. So we just play the way we've been playing all season long, and that's as a team. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul went 6 of 10 from the floor. DeAndre Ayton, 6 of 10. Jay Crowder was 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. Devin Booker, uh, a modest 18 for, for him, and he had 10 rebounds as well. A- everything was going with the Phoenix Suns. But I was with you in, in, in part with the Lakers. Like there, there, there were questions. I didn't know if the Suns could close out the Lakers in a game six, and they ended up doing so. And now you transition to the series against the Nuggets. But, but this is, there's a reason why I think that we're falling in love with the Suns, and we have to be very careful. And it's why I'm not falling in love with them. I, mm. You look at what's happening in the East. You see what's happening with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Like the Miami Heat... Were, were such a big bugaboo, if you will, for the Bucks to get over that hump. And you saw them sweep Miami, and we said to ourselves, different team. It's a different Bucks team. And now they're down 2-0 after getting creamed in the first two games in Brooklyn and Game 3 in Milwaukee tonight. Really, for Milwaukee to try to keep their season alive, they, they need to win this. You see a different different sort of feel with them. 
with the Suns, I I was with you in saying, I you know what, even without Anthony Davis, I'm still still not ready. The Lakers have LeBron and the Suns, the Suns are still a young team and maybe CP3 is going to break down. Like there were a lot of questions, but they beat the Lakers and now they go and they take down the Nuggets and they are impressive in their first two games. Denver kind of gave them a run in game one, but last night was a full Phoenix run. And I can understand why everybody wants to jump on the Phoenix bandwagon, but I'm going to say pump the brakes on this for two reasons. Whoa, Number whoa, one, yeah. Whoa, Number one, Ryan. Big Here's fella. why. Big the, fella. Second, second straight series where they're facing a team that is without their second best player. And, and no Jamal Murray in Denver is a big deal. Yeah, they made it through Portland. You know, Portland can't stop anybody. We know how bad they were. You know, one of the worst teams in the NBA when it comes to defense. Denver got whatever they wanted against Portland, and they could. The Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis. And listen, I'm not a Lakers guy. I'm not a Lakers fan. Never have been. But this series changed when Anthony Davis went out. We It changed in game four when the injury happened. After three games, Everybody thought, just like you and me, Lakers are going to win this series. AD goes down. The Suns end up on going on a run. The Nuggets survive, get through Portland, but they don't have Jamal Murray. As soon as Jamal Murray went down with the knee injury in the regular season, the Nuggets' title hopes went out the window, MVP or not. So so when you don't get to play the, these teams when they're at their strongest or with their ultimate strength, you have to be a bit weary. And that's what makes me worry about the Phoenix Suns is it's not about their 25-point win last night. It's really who did they beat? An overmatched Lakers team even with LeBron and now a Nuggets team that really desperately would love to have Jamal Murray uh, as a part of it. He's not there. Denver does not have nearly enough firepower to, to match Phoenix. That's why I'm saying hold on a bit with the Phoenix Suns. Here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm with you. I like the energy that I'm seeing, though. So often, it the irony is, Giannis said he didn't want to play with his food in the first round. Well, <laughs> well the, the Nets aren't playing with their food. But when you come out, and Dan, maybe I'm maybe this is just a player in me, 10 years of experience. When you just do what you're supposed to do, I value it. When you step into a game with an underhanded team, and you're at home, and you take care of business, I value it. And don't get me wrong. Sure. The Phoenix Suns are in a situation, even if Jamal Murray was there, that they are attacking the heck. They're attacking the heck out of Nikola Jokic in the pick and roll. This is a bad series. If you can't switch pick and rolls and get out and keep length and size on Chris Paul and, and keep a body in front of DeAndre Ayton, you're You're cooked. You're cooked. And guess what? The Nuggets, they're cooked. But, but how, much, how much do you think that the Nuggets know that they, they're cooked <sighs> without Jamal Murray? Oh, they feel it now because Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris Paul is controlling tempo. And the way, Dan, jump in any time that I'm wrong or you disagree, the way that Chris Paul is dismantling them with the spacing that the Phoenix Suns have, the way that Jay Crowder is shooting the ball, the way that Devin Booker – is shooting the ball. Now you can't help, and you got a slow-footed, unathletic MVP of the league on his heels with the rim-running DeAndre Ayton coming down the teeth of the defense. So Chris Paul's getting mid- – Chris Paul will not – I play with Chris. Chris will not miss a mid-range jumper, and he's getting any mid-range jumper he wants, and he's going to milk that thing till it ain't it ain't there no more, okay? And that's why the Nuggets don't have – if you're going to be – and the irony to me – and I don't know, Dan, if I'm if I'm just bugging 
I'm looking at the East and the Western Conference, specifically in the West, and I three see center dominant teams. Phoenix, Utah, Nuggets. I don't know if it's a recipe for a championship, but it's looking like some early successes there. Yeah, there's a lot of changes. I mean, you could even go Joel Embiid in, in Philadelphia, yeah. go on the other side of the bracket if you want it. Brooklyn yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't have it. Uh, Brooke Lopez is a nice center for the Bucks, just not one of the, their their top three players. Although True. at times they need him to be a top three player. But there's yeah, there's there's something to it. And your point about playing with Chris Paul, the other thing that I've always heard about Chris Paul is, and, and it's interesting in hearing hearing him say what he said in the soundbite is, hey, you know when things are going, the ball just tends to find you. The thing that I've always been told is Chris Paul's not going to pass you the ball unless you are going to make the shot or be uh, in yeah. position to make the shot. <laughs> and if you aren't going, you aren't getting the basketball. That fair? Like that, yeah, that, no, that, that is that, accurate. Hey, Chris, listen, listen, Chris, with all due respect, you know, it's funny. They accuse Russell Westbrook of stat padding. He's stat padding. All right. He's playing for stats. I think Russ just plays, but like there's a level. If you want to accuse Chris of stat padding, he ain't going to get a turnover, bro. Like or like you said, like sure. he's not coming to you. Like he will hold the ball and shoot it off the backboard before he gets a turnover. <laughs> and some guys love it. Some guys, that's kind of the knock that you know. When I played with Chris, some guys in the locker room were frustrated in the sense that uh, you know he would he went, he's not going to give you the early pass. He's going to make sure he gets his assist. And Chris is just competitive. That's the way he controls the game. But you know, some may frown upon that. You know, I I don't know, Dan. Is that stat padding? I don't I don't think I ever looked at it like that. I just look at it as taking care of care of the basketball. Does, and, Russ, and does get, Westbrook stat pad? Um, I I think the rebounds are when he's <laughs> the only one around the hoop, and there's there's four guys and. It's like calling the pop fly and the left fielders <laughs> calling everybody else off. That's what I feel like Russ does sometimes. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Sometimes with the with the rebounds. So so I listen. It, it, there's a manipulation that can go a lot of different places. I mean, is it fair that Utah Jazz, you know, ran 9 million pick and rolls with Carmelone and John Stockton every single time down the court? So Stockton gets the assist. Maybe some people think that, hey, man, what's, you know, what's that? Like, so there, it goes everywhere. But I do think sometimes they can get bloated. But, you know, in Chris Paul's case, yeah, you're not going to get it if you're not going to do what I want you to do with the basketball. And what that's, that may be the most amazing thing about this. But I, I want to connect it to something that, that, that you said as well about this team is this is a young team. This is a team with a young mm-hmm. center. This is a team with a young star and Devin Booker. Yeah, you bring in Jay Crowder, the veteran who played in the NBA Finals last year with the, with the Miami Heat. You've got some pieces there, but Cameron Payne is young. Chris Paul is trusting these guys. He's trusting, and they're, they're having success. But I would say this. If they run up against a Brooklyn team in the NBA Finals, I think everybody's siding with Brooklyn. If they go up against the Clipper team in the Western Finals, I think people are siding with the Clippers. If they go up against a Utah team in the NBA Finals, maybe it'll be a little bit more split, or in the Western Conference Finals, maybe a little bit more split, but I think you're going to get some people looking at the Jazz saying, look at the Jazz. They just took care of the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. I'm riding Utah on this run. Whoever Phoenix faces after this Nuggets series, I would take a guess to say that they aren't going to be favored or they wouldn't be a favorite in the NBA Finals. And that's why I just think we need to take a step back with what they've done. Great stuff so far. As you said, they've accomplished what they've needed to accomplish, and maybe I shouldn't take away from that. But to put them on the fast track to NBA title and Chris Paul being the MVP and this and that, 
slow down just a little bit, and let's take a look at what Phoenix really has done in these playoffs, and that's beaten two squads who didn't have their second-best player when it mattered the most. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. One of the most dependable NFL insiders there is, Ryan Hollins, is the man that is joining us now. You can hear him here on Fox Sports Radio as our NFL insider, also on SiriusXM and Inside the Birds podcast. Adam Kaplan joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Adam, good to talk to you. How are you? Guys, good to talk to you. Hope you're doing well as we get through this month of June and see what else is next in the National Football League. You know, I, I get this I get this sense, and obviously we're going to start out with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers, and we know he doesn't show up for, for yeah. minicamp. But for what Jordan Love has had to go through uh, over these last couple of days, is it fair? Is it unfair? Is it just part of the, you know, comes with the territory when you're a first-round pick, comes with the territory with the quarterback? I just kind of feel like we're, we're starting to venture in unfair territory. How do you analyze or feel how we're looking at Jordan Love and especially these first couple of days of mandatory minicamp? Yeah, Dan, it's funny because if you see what's been out there, one day he looks great, the next day he's terrible, and, and – with Rogers out there, with, with, with Rogers not out there, he's getting all the the first team reps and he's he's getting all the scrutiny. So yeah, it's look, it's going to be like this because um, as they finish up their mandatory camp, all the talk is going to be now about Rogers. Obviously, as we lead up to training camp and whether he shows up or not, and then if he doesn't show up or not, at, you know, if he doesn't show up, and then they wind up trading him. Uh, the general manager and the quarterback, uh, they're going to be tied together. There's no, there's no question about it. This move by Brian Gutekunst to draft um, Jordan Love and the way that they handled Aaron Rodgers, it's, you know, Goody's done a great job. He's a really good GM, but you know what? This one is on his record here, and the way it was handled is something that is most recent. And as uh, we talked about last weekend, how about Mark Murphy, the president, uh, in his Q&A for the team website, talking about how this Rodgers situation has divided uh, the fan base. Dan, you speak about a, a divided fan base, but I want to know in your experience, and it, it's odd, we almost have to look to the NBA for stars wanting and, and demanding out, and the NFL with Jalen Ramsey have kind of adopted this same way of thinking, but how ugly can this thing get? How ugly can it get and, and, and play out? And we've seen some mud kind of thrown, you know, on both sides. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you can you can play Jeopardy all you want. We're not letting you out. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be a part of it. How ugly can this Packers situation get? Well, Ron, you know as a former NBA player, the players in you know, the last five to seven years of leverage, it seems like in just about every situation where – where play, uh, contract structure with NFL players is much different. Um, and they're almost year-to-year contracts. And all, all Aaron Rodgers can do is withhold services, not show up. And he could pull what uh, Carson Palmer did, the threat of retiring. And what, if you do that, if you say, listen, I, I'm retiring from the NFL, there's, there's, what he does is he goes on the, the retired list, and his money, his contract is held up, and that's, that's where it goes. Now, they could go after a signing bonus if they want, uh, but that's how it could get ugly. I mean, they, they, you could see what uh, the Lions have done with Calvin Johnson trying to get his, trying to deal with his, his signing bonus since he retired. So um, they can make it ugly. And um, by the way, they could find him ninety thousand dollars for missing um, the mandatory uh, OTAs here. Now in training camp, uh, the the mandatory fines are not in the tens of thousands; they're in the millions if he misses all training camp. So. It, it's it's the uh, it's really it could get really ugly. It's ugly now, but it could get hideous if uh, if he does not show up to training camp. 
Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. There was another quarterback this offseason that made a few waves, but maybe those waves have settled. That's Russell Wilson, who did take part in the team's voluntary OTAs this week, the Pacific Northwest. Haven't heard from Russell Wilson, but I'm curious, Adam, is everything that kind of went on like right after the Super Bowl, is that now like water under the bridge and, and the Seahawks move forward, or is there any explaining that Russell Wilson will need to do now that he's uh, at, at the team's facilities. Yeah, Dan, here's what happened. So they met with Wilson after the season. Um, they told him, you know, they made the, Pete Carroll made the change at offensive coordinator. Uh, Brian, China, Brian Schottenheimer and, and Pete Carroll had major philosophical differences, I'm told, and it comes over the philosophy of the offense. Last year's offense, as we talked about at the beginning of the season, what I'd heard they were going to come out throwing in the first half of games, be very aggressive. They, they were, starting with the Atlanta game. And by the time we got to midseason, for whatever reason, the, 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 the passing offense was more conservative. They started to rely more on the run game. And I know Wilson started turning it over. But the Packers, excuse me, the Seahawks thought that defenses were playing differently, more cover two, trying to take away the deep ball. And they just were, they really were pounding the run game. And Russell Wilson started hauling the ball too much. And Pete Carroll wanted a change. And he, he made that change. So you fast forward to now. And what they've done is they're going to an old school West Coast offense. And Russell Wilson signed off on it. Shane Waldron comes from the Rams where he learned Sean McVay's offense. And talked for the Seahawks. They think this is really going to help Wilson get rid of the ball faster. But from Wilson's standpoint, he really wants the, the offense to go for, for the pass game, not the run game. That is where there's a philosophical difference between, from Wilson to Pete Carroll. They can all talk nice right now, but there are no games now. We're in, we're in June. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens during the season because I'm telling you, the second half, we know that Wilson didn't play well. But you, the, the reason why Wilson's agent uh, gave some reporters the teams that he would be willing to be traded to because he's got, he has a no-trade clause in his contract – he wanted it out there. If this doesn't improve, we're, we're, we're going to make it tough on you. That was my read on it. And, yeah, it's, it's settled for now, but it, this could re- rear its ugly head. And I, I had a general manager tell me uh, not too recently he thinks that this won't get resolved, and he thinks that Wilson's going to wind up getting traded because, and I agree with this, Pete Carroll's always going to want to run the ball. That, that's just the way he is. Hey, Cap, I've, I've talked with several of my uh, former NFL guys, and they're not too big on the Julio move. It's not moving them. They don't think it, it, to an extent it makes them any. But I, they they just don't believe in the, the Titans' defense for one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't believe in Tannehill. Uh, they don't believe in the the offensive coordinator. Um, I'm looking to you for some positive news, though. Does this make them better at all? To what extent? What can we expect? I, I mean, am I? Are we all the crazy ones for thinking this is a good move? Yeah, Ryan, they think, the Titans think, that Julio Jones is an upgrade over Corey Davis. Corey Davis signed a pretty significant free agent contract. He had been a former disappointment as a first-round pick for the, the Titans, and they didn't even make him an offer to, to leave. He's, they just wanted to move on, and they brought Josh Reynolds in, but Josh Reynolds will be their third receiver. Julio Jones will start opposite A.J. Brown. But I would agree, the defense is the problem. The offense is not the problem, but they, they certainly had to do something else at receiver. They did that. Uh, defensively, I think they have a chance to be better than last year. Clowney was a bust. He, he, he was awful, so was Vic Beasley. But they bring in Caleb Farley. Bud Dupree coming back from his torn ACL, though they, they think he's ahead of schedule here. Jeffrey Simmons, they think, could be a breakout player in his third year, former first-round pick. 
They add Janoris Jenkins to the secondary. They think they're going to be better. Uh, I, I think they're the best team in the AFC South, but are they a Super Bowl-bound team? No. I don't think their defense is going to be good enough. I, I, offensively, they have a chance to be really dynamic because you've got Julio Jones in the prime of his career. He should have a couple years left in him. And you've got A.J. Brown, who's a terrific player, only in his third season. And you've got the run game. You know, Tannehill, the thing about Tannehill is people criticize him. He only throws the ball 30 times a game. He's, he's bottom five in pass attempts per game because they run the ball so much. So he's still, look, he's a guy that last year threw for over 30 touchdown passes, so still gets the job done. All right, I'm going to leave you with this, Adam Kaplan. Were you actually excited when the preseason schedule was <laughs> released with the official dates and times today? Like, does, does that get you excited when you see, like, an official schedule? We knew the matchups. We kind of knew the dates, but it officially came out. As an NFL insider, does that get you excited? No, but you know what? I, you know when I get excited when teams announce their training camp dates. That that means I'm going to put my training camp schedule uh, done within 48 hours. I, I stay up like a, it's like I feel like I'm studying for final exams. I just start booking trips like crazy, and unfortunately the gas prices are up as we know. But uh, I can't wait to get back to training camps, man. I'm sure our, our our spots on the weekend will be at some other camp. So look forward to getting on the road again. That that will be fun, uh, and and likely in full stadiums. I know the Packers just yep. announced that they're going to have yep. full stadium yep. even on their family night, so it should be fun. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Appreciate it, Adam. We'll talk to you this Appreciate weekend. Appreciate it, Cap. All right, guys. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Rolling along on a Thursday in 20 minutes, we will dive more into the NBA playoffs. Nets try to go up 3-0 on the Bucks tonight. Jazz Clippers play game two of their series in Salt Lake City. Yeah, Frank Isola will be joining us in 20 minutes. And then John Ramos gets in the hot seat, something that you don't want to miss here on Fox Sports Radio. But the big news of the day coming down within the last hour, get Ryan Hollins on Twitter, at the Ryan Hollins. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. A subgroup of the College Football Playoffs Management Committee has presented a proposal to change the current four-team playoff format to a 12-team event. College football's landscape is changing. There are reports, because it's not official from the college football playoff, that the new 12-team bracket, if approved, could be put in place in time for the 2023 season. So we would have, I believe... Two more seasons left to go of the current four-team bracket, but the college football playoff is expanding already. Uh, Not even 10 years. Uh, 2014 was the first year of the playoff, and now we are going from 4 to 12. Ryan Hollins, I am not a fan of this idea. I, I am not a fan of the expansion to 12 teams. I don't mind if you expand it, but I think that they expanded it uh, too much. I think they are casting too wide of a net. I am not a fan of the new college football playoff expansion plan. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding. You just want to see this, the same four teams lining up and, you know, there's no uncertainty. There's no road to glory. Like That's it. You you enjoy the, the fifth best team missing out who may be better than the four. There's something about an NBA playoffs. We know we who the best Ryan? team is, right? NFL, Super Bowl champs, 
You know, you don't want to feel like the best team has earned being the best team in college. I personally just don't get it. Like I said in the NBA, we have undoubtedly, you're going to know who the best team was. Los Angeles Lakers, they were not better than the Phoenix Suns. In football, it's a one-off. But you got the Super Bowl. Tom Brady had to survive round after round until he got to the Super Bowl. Knocked off Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't the better team. And college football just leaves you bitter. Just leaves you salty. I feel like we always ask about wanting parity in the NBA. We want new champions, right? Mm-hmm. In college football, you can have so many different champions, but what we have right now, we see Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. You see the same three teams, right? And this would bring a UCF, uh, one of the smaller schools that has an unbeaten record, able to come in and make some noise. Gav, I'm tired of Alabama. Am I? I'm tired of Alabama. And guess what? Recruiting wise, if I'm a college football coach and my team can't get in the Final Four, I'm not going to have a shot to recruit. How do I compete with Alabama, who you see year after year after year? Now, if I'm the team that comes out and I upset Alabama or I upset Ohio State in an earlier round because I've been given and afforded a chance to, I can now recruit. Gav, on the West Coast, we have no representation. Exactly. What about USC, Oregon? Oh, my God. Oh yeah, my gosh, none. you guys. Oh my gosh. Did these did these takes burn my connection? Is that what happened? Is that what happened? Is like my, my connection's like I can't handle what Gavin and Ryan are saying, so I just wanted to, to opt out of this. The, here's here's the problem with with the theory of you're sick of Alabama. I get it. I'm sick of Alabama too. The whoa, 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 I'm is- sick of Ohio State too. You forgot that part. But sick of them. Get them out of here. Uh, I may be a little biased, but hey, you may be sick of Clemson too. The fact of the matter is, though, with the 12 team format, you are now going to have these teams always in. Like, they're- Ohio State missed the playoffs in. Uh, two years or two seasons when they won the Big Ten because of of losses at Purdue because of uh, a loss to to Iowa where they were where, where they were demolished like these these losses held Ohio State back from getting into the playoff just one loss one loss did that now Alabama if Alabama goes to Oxford Mississippi and gets rolled by Ole Miss. Guess what? Alabama will just bounce back the next week. They'll have that one loss on their record. And even if they don't get into the SEC championship game, we're going to talk about Alabama like we always talk about them. You know, they only have they, they have two losses, but honestly, I would pick them in every single game against any of the opponents. Alabama is always going to get into the playoff now with it being a 12-school field. With the six at-large bids, it's advantageous for the SEC. The only way to keep those schools out – I think we're to keep the field limited where you actually had a regular season loss and ended up being affected. Now the regular season for a team like Alabama, when you have an upset like that, 
eh, who cares for them? They'll just move on to the next week and, and roll whatever opponent, and they'll be in the playoff. That's the part of, the, of it that I don't like, are these major upsets that we have are not going to have the effect on the college football landscape that we all think that they, that they, that they have in the past. That's my issue with it. Hold on, hold on. You don't, you don't and you cut out, you cut out when we start talking about the classwork. You start talking about recruiting. You think it's fair? <laughs> you think it's fair to recruit when Alabama gets to smell? Look at us. We're in the, don't you want to play in the big stage? We're there every year. Look at Clemson. We're going to get the best guys. Don't you think that if there's someone who can knock them off, you know what that would do for recruiting at UCLA? You know what USC would look like on a big stage? You know it if Oregon made it a West Coast representative? Come on. Come on, man. It's not fair. You it's know not what, fair. UCLA, they need to beat Cal first. Like that's that's what you need to do. Like you can't worry about Alabama. You know, okay, if, but my my point is, if there's only taking the same four, there's no parity. There's a powerhouse. The, the recruits want to. Oh, I want to play in the big playoff. Every like you don't get it now with twelve teams. You can help the recruiting of these other schools, and you don't see Alabama, every, Ohio State every year. Oh, we lost one loss. We're out of it. Too bad. Like you're gonna see these teams. There, look, re- realistically, and the, and the group of five is going to have uh, a bit more of a window to get more than than one team in. They're going to have the opportunity, but really college football is is the power five. It's the Pac-12. And, and I sent out a tweet saying, you know, RIP to college football's regular season and getting responses, none of which are positive, by the way. I should pass that that one along. Nobody nobody agrees with me on this regular season bit. But the, the fact of the matter is you have 60 schools. The great thing about a USC-UCLA game is that game used to really matter for what was at stake. Trip to the Rose Bowl was at stake. Now... I don't know if it's the case. Like, like, are we rewarding greatness or are we rewarding goodness? And the great teams are still going to make it, and the great teams are still going to be in there. But a loss to an Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson team in the regular season, I think, did more damage, and now it's not going to matter. While maybe a USC or UCLA team, I mean, yeah, it's nice you get you get you know nine, ten wins, but how much are those games? Really going to matter? I don't. I don't know. Don't like I, I, I don't know. You don't like parody, huh? You don't, you want to see the well, same old? Because I'm in a. Of course, the Ohio, I'm Ohio State. We're always going to get our guys. LeBron uh, comes with his hat to our games. <laughs> Ohio State guy. That's what, I'm tired of it. I'm a, I'm a Pac-12 guy. Oh, I'm a man. Pac-12 guy. They may need to expand it to 24 to get a Pac-12 team oh, in there. No, I'm just stop kidding. It. Stop it. <laughs> Oregon had some good days. Uh, Washington made it in as well one year. Yeah, no. I, the, the, this is it, – it, it's amazing to me. There are a couple of things that, that when you look at this, like if you were to tell the NBA, and I get, I get how people get tired of Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State making it, and Notre Dame getting in, but realistically this past year you had a playoff that was the dream scenario for the college football playoff. You had Ohio State taking on Clemson, you had Alabama taking on Notre Dame. If you could pick four programs from college football to play in a playoff, I think that those would be the schools that, that you would pick. Imagine that in the NBA, where the NBA had a final like how much would they love having the Lakers and Warriors in one uh conference semifinal and then having like the Knicks and Celtics in the other like that would that would be their dream scenario and that's what you had in college football and it's amazing to me that people got sick of it 
I understand it. Like I, I under, I, I got sick of it as well, Ryan. I, I, I will admit of just seeing another Alabama Clemson final just kind of got old. But I just don't think that you're doing away with those teams by expanding it all the way to twelve. If you expanded it to six, there's still a chance that Alabama or a Clemson or an Ohio State could be left out. You're not feeling this recruiting thing. You're not feeling my no, recruiting no, I speech think, at I, all. Actually, you know what? I think it's fair. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to admit it because it's you know it's not for my argument. I actually think that's a fair sort, a, of, sort of argument. I'll tell you I, one thing. With these new kids, there's no way to – if this was the equivalent of basketball, if basketball just had a, a two-team or a four-team uh, uh, you know, deal, you'd see UCLA – North Carolina and Duke and you know whoever else in the dance every year and you'd see those four teams and and it would be impossible to win a recruiting ba- a battle with one of those four teams and that's what we literally see in football with, with Clemson and Alabama and Ohio, like Ohio State like like or you know you got a shot if why would I want to go play at Oregon if I wouldn't have a shot to be in a college football playoff, they're only taking four. Now, 12? Hmm. Cool uniforms. Cool, <laughs> cool uniforms in yeah. an awesome locker room. That part. <laughs> that <Yeah>. part, right? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, I, the, the, the format it is, I think if you just expanded it to six, even Stan, if you made it, what, no. you made it eight. I just, no. I, this is the thing Stop that I don't want to happen. This is what I don't – this is I, – I love watching the – the great matchups in college football that we see, Ohio State, Michigan, the Iron Bowl, Alabama against Auburn. Yeah, those are always going to be rivalries, but they always had something riding on them as well. What's going to happen is we're going to be tuning in and trying to see if Texas A&M or Mississippi State is going to be at 13 or 12 in the rankings, those are the games that are going to to end up mattering because all of the top teams' games aren't going to matter. And, and I'll say this for the top teams. Imagine if you are Alabama mm-hmm. and you beat LSU in the regular season. Actually, no, I'll take that back. You beat Georgia in the regular season. And then guess what? Because it was a cross-division matchup. Georgia only had one loss. You had to play Georgia again in the SEC championship game. And guess what? You beat them again, so now you beat Georgia twice. Rankings come out. You're number one, and Georgia is 12th, and they end up upsetting the five seed. Guess what? You now have to beat Georgia a third time this season. Like The way that college football is structured doesn't make it as easy to to set up matchups that you can avoid that already happened. There could be a scenario where you would have to beat a team three times in a year to advance in okay, the college I got it. I, I, here's the problem with you. I'm not I got a fan it. of that. I got, here's yep. the problem with you. I got it. I got it. I figured it out. When mom wants to serve up dinner, when mom is serving up dinner at the buyer house, you want your ice cream and cake before the meal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to wait for, for your ice cream. Uh. You don't want to wait for the cake. And you want the icing early, too. That's what it is. You have spoiled your appetite so badly by the time the championship comes and the dinner comes. You've had it already early in the season, Dan. That's what I'm hearing. Did you Did you guys uh, put a camera in my house? Because I literally have a bowl of potato chips next to me. I have not eaten lunch. I am broadcasting from my house. I have not eaten lunch. So there may be something to it. I just, I, I'm a college football old school guy, I think, and it took me a little while to even adjust to the playoff. I was fine with it. That's the other amazing thing, Ryan. Look at how long 
Uh, I'm a little older than you, but in our lifetimes of watching college football, it was always just how do we figure out a way to get the two best teams? And then all of a sudden we figure out, wow, we could actually have a playoff with four teams where everybody's on board. I mean, this was, this was 30 years, and it even went before my time of just trying to figure out how we get the, the top two teams to play each other. And now in seven years, we've already moved from a four-school playoff likely to a 12-school. It's it 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 blows my mind. What it, took it, so long? <laughs> and you're still fighting it. I can't. You I, grumpy old man. What is wrong with you? I I listen. I wasn't a huge fan of four. I just think twelve is because way too you're many. an Ohio I, State fan. I, listen, I I like I like the group of five getting an opportunity to get in. I think Ohio State's going to get in every year. If there was actually any program that should have argued for an expansion, it is for Ohio State because they won the Big Ten a couple of times and didn't get bids to the college football playoff because they had bad losses in the regular season. Now those bad losses aren't going to matter because Ohio State would be in the field for it. So they, they would they could lose to Iowa by 30 points, and if it was their only loss, they'd still get into the field. That game wouldn't have mattered too much. Now maybe it will matter to Iowa. Maybe that win helps Iowa an Iowa team get into the top 12, if you will. But realistically, if you don't want Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State, I just think you're going to get a lot more of them. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Dan Beyer. I know me and my old ways. Get off my lawn. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. 
Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us now to talk about the NBA, uh, you can hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. I'm sure you see him all the time on Around the Horn and other properties over there. Frank Isola joins the program here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Frank, how are you? Gentlemen, what's going on? Man, we're just Frank? talking about this this tasty doubleheader that we've got uh, tonight in the NBA. And I, and I want to start in game one, and I want to start with a team that's down 0-2. Uh, a lot of questions about the Bucks' performance in these, in these first two games of the series. And I, I'm kind of wondering, and I had a conversation with, uh, with our affiliate in Fargo, North Dakota, earlier today about the future of Mike Budenholzer. Uh, how much does this, this start lie on his shoulders as opposed to uh, the players out on the court? I mean, you know, some of it, obviously, because he's in charge of the team, and I think, you know, there's obviously a debate. Should Brooke Lopez really be starting and playing a lot in this series because he's struggling to defend? Maybe if they decided to go with Giannis at center and could have, you know, guys that are quicker on defense, I think that that's fair. But I also have to put some of it, on the players. I mean, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have both scored a total of 30 points in the series. Joe Harris has 32 points. And Joe Harris, yeah, wow. you know he's going to score, but it's not like he's Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving where you're looking for him to score big. So I think that's a problem. And I really thought, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I would have to think one of the more distressing things that happened in Game 2, besides the fact that they were blown out and were losing by 49 at one point. You know, the Nets went 38 minutes between free throws. So Kevin Durant took a free throw. I think it was like seven and change left in the first quarter. They did not go to the free throw line again until the fourth quarter. So 38 minutes, which tells you, yeah, of course they were making shots, 
but Milwaukee wasn't doing anything, and no one is saying go out there and give a hard foul. But my lord, can you can you hit somebody? I think that just tells you how soft Milwaukee was playing in that game. So yeah, offensively they struggled, but defensively, and I get it. Kevin Durant is as good as they come, and he's a brilliant player, arguably right now the best player in the league. But they were they were letting everybody else just fly around there free and easy, and it was obviously you it was reflected in the score of that game. Frank, how you doing, brother? Long time no talk. Appreciate Ryan, you. Ryan, how you been? Appreciate you, man. I, I know you're going to bring it. I know that. <laughs> hey, 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 Frank, recently Terry Stotts is fired. Damian Lillard comes out and says that he wants Jason Kidd on board. Jason Kidd turns down a head coaching job in the NBA. Head coach, there's only there's only twenty nine of them, thirty of them, whatever. I don't I don't know. Forget my count. I can't remember. I was with the Bobcats. We we're exhibition team. <laughs> Listen, should Frank Vogel be concerned that his top assistant wants to hang around? If you're Frank Vogel after this year, should he be concerned of Jason Kidd? Why do you feel so comfortable that you're passing up a head coaching job to stay yeah, no. under me? Yeah, that's a fair point. I know that Danny Ainge has always admired Jason Kidd, so Jason will get a look in Boston as well, whether or not everyone else in the organization wants to bring him in. That's another story. I, I also think Jason backed out of that job. I think he was hearing probably through the grapevine, I think on the ownership level with the Portland Trailblazers, some of the stuff from Jason's background off the court might have bothered some people. So I think Jason, it might have been a preemptive strike, kind of like not to put himself through that. Now, even though Jason has been a head coach already twice in this league with the Brooklyn Nets and obviously the Milwaukee Bucks. I got obviously spent a lot of time around Jason when he played in New Jersey, covered him when he was on the Knicks. I think the guy's an unbelievable leader. I think he's a really smart guy. He get, Certainly when he played, he got guys to play hard. I thought he did a really good job in both stops. I think that might have had something to do with maybe he just didn't want to face some of the backlash and some of the negative press he might have gotten from the Portland area. Uh, Frank Isola joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for uh, Doug Gottlieb today. Uh, game three between the Bucks and Nets is at 7.30 Eastern time tonight. Then at 10 o'clock Eastern, it's the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh, you're talking about the the Nets as, as they are. I'm curious, Frank, we saw how the Garden was crazy with the Knicks, and, and even though they, they didn't advance past the first round, uh, everybody seemed to be excited about the Knicks. What is What is it truly like? with the Brooklyn Nets fan base? I mean, it seemed to be uh, exciting in Barclays Center, but but how would you describe that fan base? And, and is that fan base thriving for a title? How do they view this Brooklyn Nets team? Well, you know, you do have to remember, you know, their fan base is, most of it is in New Jersey because that's where they had played for a long time. Now, they've almost been in Brooklyn for a decade, so obviously they're growing a fan base there. The New York fan, the, the Nick fan is always a little bit different because it's, it's more traditional. They've been around. But I think the, the Brooklyn Nick fan, in the first round against uh, Boston, they played three home games. But because they were never really challenged there, you didn't really get like that intensity from the crowd. You're, you started to see it in the last two games against Milwaukee. But it's always going to be a Nick town for now. But I do think that people are realizing, when you, got, when you have a guy like Kevin Durant, Besides the fact that they got Kyrie and James Harden when he's available, they have you know three terrific players. But Kevin Durant is just at a different level. You don't see players like this come along very often. And obviously tonight marks the two-year anniversary of when he blew out his Achilles up in Toronto. And you're like, you know, who knows what the future is going to hold? 
and he went through, what, 500 days where he didn't play basketball. And I would say that after watching him play in the playoffs, certainly in the first two games against Milwaukee, I think the guy is all the way back. It really is a remarkable story. I think the Brooklyn Nets fan is excited about that. You're watching. Because remember, he only played 35 games. Didn't play any last season. Only played 35 regular season games. So they didn't really get a chance to see much of Kevin Durant. And now that he's out there playing consistently and you see how special he is, I think that's really energized a lot of people. Hey, hey Frank, I got, I got another one for you, brother. You ready? You ready? Let's go. I spoke with Colin Cowherd earlier today. We both agree, even after a game one loss to the Utah Jazz, the Los Angeles Clippers are by far the best team in the Western Conference. Do you agree or not? I think they have the best talent. I do think that the Utah Jazz are the best team, though, and I think it for this reason. Remember they went on that stretch where they went 20-1, and one, and I kind of think they're getting back to playing like that now. You know, with Donovan Mitchell, they're undefeated in the playoffs. He's played five games. They won all five after losing the opener to Memphis. And think about what they did yesterday. I mean, I'm sorry, in game one. They go, it was either 20 or 21 straight misses, and they still win the game. So they can play a lot better. You know, they move the ball, they knock down threes. What worries me about the Clippers, they're so inconsistent. And I I didn't understand kind of like this storyline coming out of the Clippers' first round series against Dallas, which, of course, anytime you have a playoff series, it's a big deal. But people are talking about them exercising the playoff demons. They made it out of the first round last year. The problem with the Clippers as a franchise, and you know, they're trying to play, they've never made it out of the second round. That's the issue. They've never made it to a conference final. So if they were to lose in this round, how did they exercise their playoff demons? They're right where they were before, and I think a lot of this is going to end up falling on Paul George. Because last year, um, you know, the fall guy ended up being Doc Rivers. That's who they kind of blamed. And then after Doc left, Paul George kind of threw him under the bus. I get it. He backtracked off that a little bit. But, you know, everything was Doc Rivers' fault. This year, if they don't win, there's going to be a lot. Paul George has already faced a lot of heat, maybe a little too much. But if they falter and he doesn't play well, a lot of it's going to fall on Paul George. Yeah, it seems like the worst thing for the Clippers is when people actually start believing in them. Or thinking That's that, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Frank Isola, get him on Twitter, at the Frank Isola. Again, hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Frank, we appreciate the time. Can't wait to do it again. Enjoy the games tonight. Guys, good talking. Keep up the good work. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, man, Ryan Hollins made a magnificent observation, just one where you can't see the forest through the trees. I'll touch on that in a sec. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSC six-blade razor is perfect for an extra close precise shave get one now at a store near you or as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash doug that's dollarshaveclub.com slash doug i my tweets ryan i don't do a lot of takes with tweets or sports opinions sometimes i do sometimes i don't but i may just tweet foolish stuff but if you've ever tweeted something that is just on point compared to something that uh, people just don't agree with like the ratio is 10 to 1 like you may say something that is really good and really smart and really well pointed out 
and you just get no credit for it. But everybody will be up in your mentions if they disagree with something you say or an observation that is maybe against the current or could be coming out of left field. It is so true. Like you can say the most perfect thing on Twitter and 95% of the people won't care. You say something that's just out of, I don't know, just maybe that they haven't thought of before. And then 95% of the people come yelling at you. Crazy. Kind of like you not liking the college football expansion. <laughs> I, I tell you, I said RIP to the regular season, and people are like, yeah, well, yeah, 125 teams, yeah, it's really going to kill. I just There are things that, that I, I like about the expansion. There are things that I don't like about it. But one of the biggest things, yeah, just am not a – not a fan of the – I just think it lessens the regular season for those upsets that you like, that, that you like to see Alabama go down. Uh, even if Alabama goes down and goes down a couple of times, they're still probably going to make it into the college football playoff. That's my gripe about it. We'll see. could be – and it's a few years off. We don't know exactly when it could be implemented because it still has to be approved. But the college basketball growing from four – or college football growing from four to 12 – Schools. I want to get your thoughts on this as we approach tonight's doubleheader. Bucks and Nets from Milwaukee, then the Jazz and Clippers play in Salt Lake City. I think that the the big three that we had in the NBA and all of the talk about forming a big three, I think it's all a myth. Okay? And and, and the reason I, I, I say that is when I see what's happening in this year's NBA – when I see what the Jazz have done in putting together the best record in the in the in the Western Conference, the Sixers doing so, moving off of a team where they once had Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler, like that was that was the core that you had in Philadelphia, and there were there were some errors, I think, in the roster building with that team and some things that they lost. But Philadelphia then was able to make a change at the head coaching spot. Doc Rivers comes in. You've got those three players of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris, and now you're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I would say with the Brooklyn Nets, for how limited, the limited amount of time that Brooklyn had with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden together this season, and even in this playoff series with Milwaukee, that a big three isn't needed. And I just, I think it's such a a cop-out, and I think that, I, I don't think that the big three scenario really works in the NBA, and honestly, I don't think that it ever really did work in the NBA outside of maybe the example in Miami. I just think that the big three and forming a big three for championship success in the NBA is is pretty much a myth. I don't know if I agree to that. Now, I hear you that just putting three former All-Stars or current All-Stars together doesn't mean a championship, but when the best player or second best player on the planet, joins with other all-stars, let alone just one or two, that's a different type of scenario. I bring it up as you credited Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Durant getting with Kyrie Irving, that's a big three, and we're seeing what that really looks like. Kevin Durant in Golden State also, we saw what that looked like, and we can say as talented as they were, but you know, really looking at uh, Clay, Steph, and KD, big threes are a thing. Now, I think what you're saying is the fairness of a, the big three was similar in Boston, and they end up winning a championship, but those that group was older. It wasn't quite the same thing. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I think age well, plays a factor here. I, th- I, think that, I think that age plays a, a factor on both ends because – 
the big three that we think, and I think that it, it really started in, yeah, in Boston when Paul Pierce, uh, you know, was in Boston, and then the Celtics brought in Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. That, that was a big three. But when you also looked at their four and five, and then their starting lineup was a young Rondo and a young uh, Kendrick Perkins. You had James Posey coming off the bench. You had Big Baby Davis. You had Eddie House. Those were very good players. And when you look at Golden State, to your point about Durant coming in there, they were already, if you wanted to say, a big three in 2015 with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But those are also – that's the formulation of a team. That's not just going out and getting Draymond Green and, Green and putting him on the, the Warriors and putting him and Clay Thompson on Golden State. It was drafted. It was developed. And then they turned into one of the, you know – better franchises in one of the better runs that we've seen in a long time from an NBA franchise. And then you add Kevin Durant to that. And I just, I don't, if, if they were already a natural big three, I don't know how then, you know, it is a big three to me. It's golden state was good. One through eight. Like you had Andre Iguodala winning a finals MVP. You had Sean Livingston giving them good minutes. So like, you're saying that's not a big three. Yeah, what I'm saying is that the emptiness that you get for trying to just fill a big th- to get a big three and just filling in other spots doesn't work. It, it it worked for two years in Miami, and that's it. In the two titles of it, and so when we look at the Lakers, and I think the Lakers are a good example. They just like, hey, let's just try it with the big two, and maybe our big two are you know two top five guys. And we saw what ended up happening once Anthony Davis went out and what LeBron really had around him. And I think when, you know, we we even try to make the Spurs and try to say that Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and, and Tony Parker were a big three, no one was talking about them as a big three. We were talking about that team, and those were just the three best players on those teams. But they also had other good players on that team, like a Kawhi Leonard, or even going way back and having a you know a Sean Elliott and David Robinson in their first time. Like there, those teams are good teams. Good teams win in the NBA, and it's what stood out with me with Brooklyn. Is yeah, James Harden gets hurt, and you still have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But look at what Blake Griffin is doing. Look at what Mike James has done coming off the bench for that team. And uh, Mike James had four three-pointers in in game one. You need success from one through eight because the top three isn't going to be there. And I just – I went through history, and and I just looked at it, and I just – I'm like – yeah, it, it like the big three worked in two years in Miami. But other than that, title-wise, I just think it's a myth. I, I, I don't think that you can win in the NBA by going out and getting a big three. And I think this season shows it, and I think history shows it. I think you lost your mind. <laughs> like Okay, so let me give you, for instance. Yeah, all right, let's dive in. Yeah, The deeper that you get into the playoffs, you need guys who can break their man down and get buckets, get shots. And those players are – very few and hard to find. They don't grow on trees. Because why is that important? At some point in the playoffs, everybody knows your plays, your sets. We can call out an opposing team's play before they can call it out. Mm-hmm. And it, a wrinkle, you may fool, fool the other opposing team one time, and then we've caught on to the wrinkle. The game gets incredibly cerebral, especially when you play a team seven times. So you need someone who can break your team down. The Mike Jameses of the world, the, the the Ryan Hollinses, the role players, the Blake Griffins out of a buyout market, you can fill your team up with those guys. But the guys who create action and win their one-on-one matchup, they don't grow on trees. So 
I think it more so lies with who the big three is. I don't think anyone just comes together to be a big three. And to your credit, the tricky part about a big three is you have to establish yourself to get there. Now, I want to throw a concept at you that you may agree with or not. All right. Let's As we speak of big threes at this stage in their career, I don't think I could say it for LeBron early on, but in terms of LeBron and Luka, they count for two of a big three. So what do I mean? If I'm looking at the Los Angeles Lakers and I'm speaking of big three, LeBron James can take two guys out because he can score and pass, which accounts for almost two people in the possession, and he can break you down and score individually. So LeBron and Anthony Davis, by LeBron counting as two in my book, become a big three. Luka Doncic is a big two. He's Kawhi and Paul George in one. Now the problem is... He doesn't have that third piece, nor did he have the correct role players or supporting cast around him. I count Luka Doncic as two players of a big three. So if he just gets paired with another superstar, i.e. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I believe with the right supporting cast, he will and can bring a championship to Dallas. Do you agree or not? I, I would give them a one and a half. I don't think that they can make up for two. I, I don't think that you can make a hole. I would so Luca's a halfy. I'd give them a half. I'd He's give them like it would be a one and a half. Oh. You'd have a and and listen. Look at the Lakers. Look at the Lakers this year. What what was the difference between the team that won in the bubble and then the team that was ousted by the Phoenix Suns? Anthony Davis health, obviously, but it's not like they were without Warts. There was no Javale McGee or Dwight Howard there. They missed Danny Green. They they didn't have anything around him, but those that same duo was able to navigate the bubble and win an NBA title. And then you come back and you try to run it back with the same crew. Even when Anthony Davis was back, this team was, I mean, there were still questions. Uh, maybe they do beat the Suns, but how much of a run do they go on? It's those role players. It's four through eight that do it. And that's what makes the LeBron maybe heat thing so amazing is because of the team that they were able to piece together. But four through eight has been a big part of a lot of championship teams. The Raptors, like who would their big three be? You know, it, you would think it would be Kawhi and Pascal Siakam. They shouldn't have won a championship. Lowry. They shouldn't have won a champion. Let's just be honest. Golden State was injured. <laughs> well, sure, sure, but they did. And they, you know, they beat the Bucks. And Fred Van Vliet's the guy that kind of gets a lot of no, the, the run just, for that the That doesn't success. even count. That's a happy accident. There, if you go the Mavs in 2011, led by Dirk, the Spurs titles. There were more team titles. There was no big three. But then was- the NBA has changed since. Can't we agree that you know prior you just needed a big one, Michael Jordan and and hard playing role players around him, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant and you know good pieces around him. The NBA is not the same now. We can blame LeBron for that. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's part of it, and I also think that just because of the success that they had in Miami, in the four appearances, and it may not even be giving LeBron enough credit for who he was because of what they also didn't have in Miami at that time. And I know Ray, you know, bringing in Ray Allen helps as as well, and that would actually support my argument, but. Yeah, I, I would blame LeBron with it because I think that for as great as the success, people thought like, oh, that's how you're going to knock off the Miami Heat or that's how you're going to knock off the Golden State Warriors and in those squads. The Cavs, you know, with LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, 
Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that was enough to to handle in 2016. But again, we're talking over 20 years. I really only think that a big three contributed to about you know two or three titles. Those warrior those those warrior teams were so good, and they were built from the foundation up. And then you add Kevin Durant on top of that. I mean, that's just that's unfair. And I think it's unfair to to even call that a big three, considering how good of a squad that was. I mean, it's just. I just think it's kind of a myth. And so when you're looking at the Lakers, you're like, who can they add? What other player can they add? What two players can you put with Luka Doncic to make him and make that big three? Look at what look at what just adding Chris Paul did to the Phoenix Suns. Even though I may not believe in them, just adding a veteran point god to that team has lifted everyone, and now it's a team that everybody's going crazy. They didn't go out and say, who's going to be our big three? They're like, all right, let's try to see, but Dan, to See, Dan, this. don't do that. Don't do that because you lose us because you're talking big threes and championships, and you throw out Chris Paul and something we really like and we love and we respect, but we're, we're talking championships. Don't just start comping in on, 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 on formidable teams. We could name a lot of formidable. The Sacramento Kings, with, uh, you know, Bibby and Weber were formidable. They weren't champions, though. Yeah. I know, I know, but the success that we're seeing of teams in the NBA, like what big three is actually working in the NBA Okay, but right how now? do we define success? So so for Phoenix, I think it was a successful year for them, but mm-hmm. for guys like me and you, we talk championships. I, yeah. I don't need you all over the place, Dan. Fair enough. Uh, no, that's fair enough, but they didn't need to they didn't need to go and get a big three to elevate them to the second best team in the West. That just means nothing. That 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 just means nothing, Dan. We well, we the, can't pretend like we're excited for Phoenix right now. We're we're at, <laughs> until, until they win a championship. We can't pretend to be re- truly excited. I'm just trying to take the data, and I thought you know, it, it, and you know me. I said pump the brakes on them when you're beating teams without their second best player. Let's maybe we don't get a sense, but I can't argue with the success that they had in the regular season or what Utah did to get on top or what Philadelphia ended up doing and adding the pieces of a Seth Curry and bringing in Danny Green and adding Dwight Howard. They didn't change what they had on top with their big three of Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons. What they did is they filled in the gaps of four, five, and six. And that's what's helped that team. And that's what's put that team atop the Eastern Conference. And again, yeah, no titles, but to think that you got to go out and get a big three and that's the only way to do it is not true. And in fact, I don't think it's ever been true. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.